This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Tired of the empty promises, the lack of effort, It's time you moved on to bigger, better, tastier things. Garden of Life Organic Creamy Protein with Oat Milk is plant-based protein that actually tastes really good. With 22 grams of protein in a silky smooth, dreamy bed of oats and deliciously rich coconuts, do your scoop a favor and don't settle for less. Garden of Life Organic Creamy Protein with Oat Milk. Visit gardenoflife.com slash protein to learn more. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reach the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing...
Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we all? <sighs> Two wins on the trot. Um, <sighs> haven't felt this good all season. We are looking back. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. You can get us on Facebook, Twitter. If you're on YouTube, which I think is still working, it's having a bit of a few hiccups for me. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Please give us a subscribe if you haven't. Uh, it really, really does help the channel. And uh, smash the lights on the video. And if you're going to be listening to this on the podcast, um, you know I'm, I'm just blown away by our podcast figures. Um, unbelievable. Spotify, Amazon, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast Addict, to name but a few. This is the post-match reaction. You know what? I've kept her in the cupboard for so long this season. I let her out last week, and she did say, Chris, if we win this week, am I going to be allowed out again? Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh, God! Oh! I'll have a cheese head. You can only follow that with this. It's time for the smug face. I don't think I can do it quite as well as him. <laughs> 2 0 to the boys in blue. Be calm. Amazing. Oh, it was un. Oh, I, haven't felt, I, say, I haven't felt this good all season. Have you felt this good all season, Brad? Good evening to you. Good evening, Chris. No, no. Uh, probably a few weeks ago, but. Back when we were getting knocked out of the FA Cup by Forest in embarrassing style, we probably thought we'd never see this this season. So it was it was nice. It wasn't pretty. It definitely wasn't as I, I would I'd argue we were far better against Burnley yeah. in a second sense than we were today. But what matters is what I always like to say is that matters is the scoreline, and the scoreline is very pleasing, and it's probably another weight off the shoulders as well because the last two games. All right, on paper, seem easier for Leicester, but we come up against a Burnley side that are in a good run of form, just when we don't need them to be. We come up against a Leeds side who have that new manager bounce effect with mm -hmm. the sudden departure and hiring of, of uh, Jesse March uh, and, and Belsa, respectively. And you think, oh, God, here we go. This is just a test we need when we finally get a win. But they did it. They got the points. They got the three points and deserved it in the end, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, just on that basis alone. Yeah, uh, Spencer. Good afternoon or good evening, good morning, good day. I'll cover all my bases. Casper <laughs> was great. Uh, <laughs> Facebook user, not sure of your name there because you, you you you're just on Facebook. But uh, hi okay. from Seattle. Bye. What time was it over there? I mean, I reckon it was twelve thirty kickoff. I reckon about half six in the morning, something like that in Seattle. You know, um, yeah. Scott, good evening, sir. Hello, Chris and Brad. Vital win today, very gruesome at times, but again, like I said that two clean sheets in a row, like buses. We wait all season, <laughs> they all come together, don't they? I mean, they, I mean, I did the watch along with the Leeds fan, and I did actually manage to get in that, uh, are you crying into your hovis? 
even though I did feel a little bit, uh, I shouldn't have really been saying it because we weren't necessarily the best. I mean, had that game, and I know it's if sports, maybes, but they they were definitely an improved leads from recently. You know, 14 goals in three games, down to 1-0. They had, and we'll talk sort of shots on target and everything later, but they were an improved leads. And had that ended as a draw, I don't think we could have complained. No, I think, you know, maybe how Leicester fans felt against, uh, you know, when we played against Wolves at Molyneux uh, and maybe even the the West Ham game at the King Power, you know, they probably feel a bit aggrieved that they haven't come away with something. But, you know, we've said this a few times this season and it's one I I like to stand out when when the facts and the stats are put up. And that is, if you don't take the chances, you know, resolute defending as well as great goalkeeping, you know, aside, if you don't take them chances you're given in, in the game, in any league, you'll get punished, but most notably, you you tend to get punished in the Premiership, and that's that's exactly what Leicester did. And you know what? First of all, five minutes, I think we were far the better team in terms of you know catching leads out better. I think you've seen a bit more defensive shape, you know, and it's it's great credit because yet again, guess what? Leicester didn't have the same back four as the previous game. We had Chowdhury this time taking the hot seat at right back. So, again, it, considering everything, I think it was actually quite a good, solid performance in terms of that the, they did, did just about enough over the course of the 90 to uh, to um, to see that through. So, yeah, it was very good. And just an update, Crystal Palace are 2-0 up and Brentford have 1-0 up. Oh, God, so, right. Uh, I'll, I'll worry about that. You might be catching me up on the old prediction chart. I mean, that was the 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 team that came out. I mean, Chowdhury at left. I mean, as you know, I, I've liked Chowdhury, and I thought he was our best player against Liverpool in defence. But right back, yeah, it, it, it completely baffled me. I mean, I've downloaded an app called Fanbase. Uh, I'm not going to advertise it because it's not sponsoring this channel anyway, but I use it basically. It gives you a chance to predict the lineup and you get obviously marks out of 11. And yeah. I got 10 out of 11 today and I had no idea. I, if you said to me, where were you going to miss the player and get one wrong? I'd have thought maybe it was Lutman and Madison. Yeah. Uh, I would never have bet that <laughs> in a million years that mm-hmm. Amza Chowder would be the player in that 11, especially when it's at right back. Yeah, but. You know what? I'm not going to question Brendan when it's when it works for him. It works for him. I'll question him when it goes horribly wrong. But today, oh, indeed. you know, yeah. it it uh, it came out strong. It, it ended mean, with a clean sheet, and then eventually we did what I thought we'd do, which was play all bright at right back. But yes. well, that you see, that's when I looked at that, I'm thinking like, okay, Madison. You know, we, we've got we've got Renz coming up on. Uh, midweek and if he has got a bit of a twinge we'll need him for that same with Ricardo so I got that um but I thought well why isn't either A or Brighton back there because he's played him there or B moved uh Amati out to the right back and stick Chowdhury because we know Chowdhury did well let's say against Liverpool in the center but then Amati once again had an amazing game yeah he, he did like I said if, if there's a thing of a most improved player, um, he probably wins that award already at this point of the season. He's come on leaps and bounds this season. A lot of people did start to note on the last show that he's hit that age where centre-backs start to come to their own. So maybe maybe this is just what we should have expected with Daniel Amati coming in, finding his own feet around this age. 
um, that he's at now. You know, hmm. uh, it, it was a strange one. I, I feel that maybe the only logical reasoning I came up for it um, was Leeds had obviously played to a higher line with being a lot more direct with their play. Maybe Leicester did some research on his coaching styles to preempted it. Because what you did find a lot, even though they didn't come off, was you you feel with Albrighton, and this is probably the difference in the in in the midfielder or right midfielder or whatever position they're playing at that point you want to call it, but there's the difference between Albrighton and Lutman is Lutman will drive and get past defenders and then play a ball or our other go itself. Whereas Albrighton can play that killer pass thirty yards up the pitch and yeah, okay, they didn't come off today, like I just said. But they nearly came off. And that's no, you know what you're going to get with all Brighton. Lee's trying to hit you on the counter. He's more defensive in the sense that he doesn't push up as far as like a Ricardo or a Lutman does on that side. He does his job, he's reliable. He probably needed to help Chowder out a bit on the defensive side of things. So that's what he was there for. And that's where maybe Brendan, like I said, it sounds like maybe Brendan did his homework on, on this Jesse March and figured out that they're not going to play the way that they did under Bielsa. He's going to try and dramatically alter a side's uh, way of going about things because that's probably more difficult than making six or seven changes to start and line up. It's completely changing the structure of how they go about things. So to do that, I've got to give a bit of credit for him if that was his idea and that was his plan because he could have worked. You know, he got a few balls just in behind that Vardy couldn't quite get onto. So in the end, I wasn't actually that bothered about Calvary being at right back. I barely noticed him peeling out of place. To be There's a few yeah. players again, and it's hard to, it's unfair to sort of say, well, you know, these players don't get a mention or you don't see them on screen, so they're having a bad game. But David says, um, hello to you both, slightly look, slightly laboured performance at times. And I think we've made Leeds better than they have been recently, considering results, we gave them too much room. But then I say the new manager had made a big impact, according to, say, Connor, who is the, um, uh, a Leeds fan on the, the watch along earlier. Jeff, welcome back, mate. Hope you've had your breakfast. Um, performance doesn't matter when you get the three points. Well, you know, how often have we said this season oh. that things have gone against us? Uh, VAR's sort of sometimes gone against us, and the performance we haven't got the results that the performance deserved. And yeah. you know, so maybe maybe our luck is changing. Um, thanks again, Chris, for the watch along. You're more than welcome. Um, and you're able to get um, there's a few problems depending on. I mean, you don't use his goal, but apparently, there's a few problems with that that are popping up. Amanda, good evening, good afternoon, good morning again. How are you? Uh, Scott, have you have you love your stats? Am I right in thinking two clean sheets and Vestergaard not getting into the team at all, even as a sub? I, I know it's two clean sheets. Um, yeah, let's 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 just enjoy it, let's not kick anybody. When we've just had a win, Amartya um, is the last from the old guard backline of Huth Morgan era. They were solid, yes, indeed they were. Uh, David, how the devil are you? Welcome along, Static. Uh, hi, Chris and Brad. Well done to Leicester. Thank you very much, Static. I've got Arsenal down for a uh, win, so um, don't let me down. I need the points in the prediction league. Um, and just to say, we're probably going to be doing, we've got Arsenal next week, Static, and I think with Anthony, I'm going to be doing another watch-along, possibly, um, which you can't gumble. No, 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 Brad, I can see you having a little smile there. But um, let, let's, you know, let's just say it's 2-2 two, two now, two losses followed by two wins. So I'm on yeah, a run. Well, 
I'll have to take it down into a three-two Leicester on on terms of win losses on the on the Leicester Tyler channel and watch alongs. And, and, and that's what Leicester have got to go into the next couple of weeks. Just just to quickly yeah. touch on Arsenal like you have there. Because, you know, this is a real thing now for Leicester in, in, in terms of... We, we, we've talked before about, you know, you know, not getting the results or feeling we didn't get the points. Uh, we, the performances have warranted. Uh, and, you know, we're experiencing the joys of football. But this really is now... And I, and I know people will say, don't get carried away, it's Burnley and Leeds. But like I said, the way Leicester's season's been this season, we came up against a Burnley side that I think were unbeaten in four, and we, we were all sat here going, oh, Christ, here we go. They're going to add to that. And then we get a Leeds side that just when they're in turmoil and look like they're going to come here under Bielsa, sack him, sack him and replace him with a manager. And then you're thinking, oh, God, new manager bounce. It's been quite successful this season. Villa... You know, and Norwich have, have, have profited well from new manager bounces. Um, I would say Newcastle profited from it, but when you're already at rock bottom under Steve Bruce, you can't really bounce too, too much higher than that. But <laughs> I suppose they have. He, you yeah. know, he's brought in the players that seemingly, given the state of things right now, going into half-time in their games, has had that new manager bounce. So Leicester fans again feared it. So yeah. now they've got to capitalise on it. They've got to go at Wren's give a good account of themselves and if they can come out of that game still in the tie or even better in front in the tie, they'll, they'll, they'll feel confident as a group going yeah. into that after game. Looking at our playing, it's kind of almost like hard, easier, hard, easier, hard, easier game. So we haven't got a run of sort of bad games. Louise, good afternoon. How are you? Welcome along. Uh, Louise, um, hopefully we'll be joining Leicester Till I Die and uh, doing the um, weekend review show with me on Monday or Tuesday oh, night. So welcome along, Louise. Um, I, I, as good looking as Brad is, I'm sure it would be nice to have a, a young lady on. Well... Lady, I'm not so sure about young, but I'll let you. Oh, no, nah, she's not doing it, Chris. Now you should have. Should have <laughs> I'm, digging, I'm digging my hole. Please. Sorry, Louise. I'm digging my hole there. Uh, Jeff, uh, Amarty's more effective as a centre back than the right. Yes, he definitely, definitely is. Oh, eight hours ahead of you, so not yet breakfast time. Um, Arsenal, we have next, Louise. Uh, Cyber Leader, um, how are you, mate? We're very good. Uh, have you got over Southampton yet? Um, Sorry about that, mate. But uh, hey, happens to the best of us. Um, Maisie, welcome along. Good evening. How 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 the devil are you? Um, at least you have won one this weekend. Oh, did did the ladies beat us? Did you? Well, yeah, it was a bit of a comprehensive win for the Manchester United ladies, to be fair. But at the end of the day, if you look at our league table stuff, this is the ladies' first ever season in the the Women's Super League. And considering before that, you know, speaking of new manager bounces, Leicester hadn't won a game, not even a point on the board. And and, and now, I believe, seven or eight points clear of of Birmingham sat at the bottom. So I'm happy... The, yeah. the, the the Manchester United first, first season up there, there yeah. first season up there. Yeah, and coming and up know, soon. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not too fussed about. Uh, coming up soon. Um, uh, John Joe Morgan, I think it is the ex Leicester City women's manager, will be coming on Leicester till I die to have a chat with us about all things Leicester men and women. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, so the ex Leicester City women's manager coming on the channel soon. 
Uh, static Leicester favourites to win against Arsenal. Well, hmm. Um, yeah. We wanted to lose, said West Ham. Mm, it's easy to say when you've lost. Tough week, but not impossible, Louise. Indeed. Uh, so we can be ready for, for Seville. Oh, well, yeah, we'll see, mate. There's only one team beating them, is it, in Europe so far? Uh, That'd be ours. That'd be ours. We're the only team that ever beaten Seville in English side. Much. So if you can, yeah. if you can do that, yeah, at least then you'll be known as the second English team yes. to beat. Apparently, and he's off yeah, to McDonald's. Well, Get me a Big Mac and fries, please. Uh, sorry, but, yeah, same here, mate. Go on. Yeah, I have. I have it delivered with Uber, but it's, I've never had a warm McDonald's delivered so so far yet. So, um, okay, so. I can say, I think if it had it ended 0-0, 1-1, etc., um, we couldn't have complained. But it was one of those games, I'm sure it was more exciting for the neutral than it was for uh, maybe a Leicester or a Leeds fan. But it was, there was periods when we were totally dominating. And that start of the second half, my God, I was, you know, it was all Leeds, you know. We were sort of... Um, you know, having to sort of do a rear guard action. And I thought it was going to be one of those games where, yeah, this is going to come back and buy us on the bum. Typical Leicester. I mean, yeah, you can understand. And again, given the frailties of Leicester's situation, yes, obviously it was great to get the win against Tuesday, but we've seen some false dawns. And, and that's not to say that this might not be a case of win these two, then we go to Arsenal and, you know, something goes yes. wrong there. I don't want to jinx it on your head of it, but it's nice and it's refreshing. And again, the confidence will be, you, people might not realise it, but psychologically, then players have gone into the dressing room, you know, they've scrapped one out, they've dug in deep, you know, everything seems to really work. Because, you know, and the credit to the manager, who's come under a bit of stick, and a, lot, a few less fans are probably tired of him, and maybe still are, but maybe they're given, willing to give him a bit more time and a chance to... To correct, to correct what's been a torrid first half of the season, um, yeah. if we're honest. So, you know, because he made the tactical changes just when Leeds were starting to overawe things. Um, he made that changes. He dropped all, by to, all Brighton back to where we thought he was going to start, uh, which was at right back. He put Lutman on to get us in behind a bit quicker, that back line. Because I think we had lost that impetus mm. down that right side. Uh, and, it was all going down the left for us, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and that's what I mean. I think we lost that impetus because we kind of made ourselves susceptible to being, and I've said it a few times this season, a bit predictable about which side we're going to attack because of depending on, on the personnel that's on the right side, it, 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 it seems. But it changed I the complexity. The Leeds, the Leeds fan, just, sorry, just to say there, the, the Leeds fan was saying they had Rafinha on the right-hand side, which is our left. Um, so... Neither side were particularly doing much down the right. No, no, they they weren't. But uh, I mean, Leicester may have came into this game with a bit of uh, uh, a mentor, uh, a, a different mentality to what we're expecting. Because if this is Leicester on like a four or five game league winning streak, and I know they technically are now on a three game winning streak with the, the win at Randers uh, included in this, three wins in a row, uh, and that, but. They they played today in a manner that was good. It was positive to try and win it, you know, because you know we tried to get in behind and we tried to attack that high line that leads to holding. And in the end, you know, it, it it told because even though Leeds had the better chances, you would say click hook chances, 
I would argue that Leicester's were potential to be more devastating if they got in behind a bit more. And then when they did, it, it, it was it, it was Leicester's moments of brilliance. They, you know, they've extended that five-yard passing ability to about 10 to 15 yards, like I've been asking yes. for about three months. And yeah. it worked. They played three lovely passes to each other. And, 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 and yes, Leeds still had a couple of chances after that goal. But it really did take the edge out of their game because all of oh, a sudden they realised totally. they couldn't be yeah. as they couldn't be as high line. They they had to yeah. focus on defending because had they not, and it nearly happened, Leicester were going to get in behind it and kill the game off, which is what happened to Burnley. You in, you in, could in see, middle. you could totally see um, for those few minutes after um, we scored. Well, probably about ten minutes or so. Leeds were just like. You know, <laughs> they didn't know what had hit them. You know, we were, we, I thought we were going to get a second. Anthony, good afternoon. How are you? It was an excellent win for us. Like Brad just said, three on the bounce. No, four on the bounce, isn't it? Because if you have uh, Randers, Burnley, was that, are they all on the, in order? Randers, I, I don't, I think, I, I think Randers' first leg was in between Wolves game, wasn't it? Was it? Ah, uh, okay. I believe. Uh, I could be wrong. Anthony, Anthony, we are going to be doing the watch along. Are you are you up for the watch along next week? Um, Arsenal against Leicester. If you are, I am. So um, let let's uh, let let's do it. Let's get it on. Um, performances recently improved across the back mostly, which has pleased fans. But getting points on the board will help build the confidence of the players. And B Crum, uh, I've been a Rogers out critic, but I give him a ten out of ten score for managing today. Well, B Crum. That's all. We're all we're all the same, aren't we? We're all sort of looking at it and going, yeah. We we have a go at him when we are down. So respect to you for coming on um, and and saying that when we win. Oh, Anthony, right, mate. It's a date. Um, I'll wear a white rose so you recognise me. <laughs> I'll be at the bar. <laughs> I will see you next. Uh, is it Saturday or Sunday when we play? Um, just looking here. Let me just have bring the results up here um, because. Let's have a look. So we had, um, yes, you're quite right. We had Randers one, then Burnley, and then, yeah, this game, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, at least oh, three, yeah. three in a trot. Sunday, Rantony, not a problem. Now, I, what, one. Burnley, if you want to look at that as a bigger picture, it's also four wins out of five. If you yeah. want to take the entirety of Randers, both sides of it, then yeah. it, it, it yeah. four wins out of five. I'll oh, take anything if it, if, it, if it works out. It looks good for us. Um, a lot of half-time results coming in. Palace 2-0 up, Brentford 1-0 yeah. up, Newcastle 2. Uh, Southampton two are losing 2-0 at Villa. Burnley are holding Chelsea. Well, um, yeah. I'm happy at least. But let me ask you this, because I find it hard to criticise when, when we've won. Um, thanks, Anthony. I've, I've got that now. Uh, I do find it hard to criticize, but what was the point of Inacho off for Vardy? Inacho cannot play as a one, you know, one up front. Yes, he can hold the ball up, but we weren't winning at that point. I just, that no. was, I didn't get that one. I mean, I didn't at the start, but it's obviously very clear that that's Roger's way of one thing he's holding on to, he wants to be able to play a system to get, probably get the most talent out there on the pitch, especially when we're on good form. It's a formation that, with Leicester are very midfield strong in that central part. You've got Tillmans, you've got Dewsbury Hall, you've got Wendidi, yeah. you know, you've got Lutman, you've got Barnes, 
you know, you've got Madison, obviously. So you've got a lot of players there that you have to fit into your team. And then when they're on good form, like they have been recently, especially Dewsbury Hall, uh, Barnes has been great for us back in goal conference and Madison's been great. So, you know, you're, you're trying to make a way for them to go. Unfortunately, I think it's come to the part where the necessity of the squad has overruled what's better for one individual. But to be credit to him, you know, with the high line and Ian actually being a deeper player striker, he actually did afford to confuse Leeds a bit. As there were some points, and, and Leeds were very strange there. I mean, they had Aileen playing at centre-back, which isn't natural for him, uh, and stuff like that. And sometimes you found, and literally just before the goal, uh, they got confused themselves and were able to push or come out and or sit back and they got in the muddle. And that's sort of where the goal sort of came from. Because in the actual being that deep laying forward, as it's probably more predominantly called, uh, was a bit deeper in his own half. But that allowed Barnes to then coast into that middle, which is where he's probably most deadly from, where he stands just in line with that corner of the box. And and because of that link-up play, because you know Barnes is then going to drive into the box and Ian Acho's near enough level with him that he can turn and get into a position to maybe knocking a rebound or, or get a ball played to him that's beating the outstretched defender and, and, and he gets a tap in that way. Um, I think it actually worked in the end. It was clearly something less to plan. They, 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 they were trying to play a high line against a high line in terms of their attacking line and it wasn't quite working. Yeah, we nearly no. got in a few times and we had a few chances, but we actually did look a lot better when we were receiving that ball a bit a bit closer to the high press to get in behind them because yeah. Leeds then felt the need to sit back a bit more and that allowed Leicester to get their attacking players like Barnes and Lutman more central to become effectively a front three because they were a bit stretched in that first half and, and for the majority of that second half when when Vardy was out there because Luton, at Luton's because I saw them on my TV, Leeds felt they could play that higher line even forward at, at, at yeah. them and, and catch yeah. Vardy out. Maybe for an offside. Big Com here says uh, Inatra got an assist on Barnes' goal. Yes, he did. But I yes. just when when I saw Inatra coming on, I'm a little bit pleased. Him and Vardy up front together again. Yes, let's do it. Dan is saying um, we should be tuning up. Chelsea, by the way, if Chelsea are watching, and two chums got a bit bored in the halftime break. Watch the highlights of the Leicester Burnley game. That shows you how to beat them, Chelsea. Just a bit yeah, of advice I mean... there for you. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Jordan. How are you? Uh, and Scott, I think Inacho being brought on for Vardy was strange. However, he clearly felt that Inacho could link up better and control the ball, which would help Barnes and Luckman. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I tell you, it's just that when you look at it as a, from a well, Inacho yeah. as a striker, you think, you know, again, and we know we know he knows where the net is, you know, but... We no, we won. It's a it's a minor thing at the end of the day that yeah. I would have I would have made bigger had we lost. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, and I'll just say um, I've got a sort of important information for you. And you know, as soon as we've just had this little quick break, because I do feel we should uh, we should watch this again, and uh, I'll be announcing it. Come better out of the blocks because things are handling it now. Oh my god! Yeah! 
Oh, I tell you what, I know there's more, but I'm going to cut it short. I, I can't stop watching that. I absolutely love I didn't yeah. celebrate quite like that on the watch along because I think I would have had a heart attack. But <laughs> for those that, that know that have been following us this weekend, so Anthony, as for you as much as anybody, it is a little extra little, little pit, and I'm going to have to sort of have a bit of an intro for it, but it's the uh, how long since Tottenham Hotspur won a trophy segment. Uh, and it is now 14 years Four days, 22 hours, 27 minutes and 56 seconds. We will have an update for you later in the show, I am sure. You could play that music, couldn't you? Like, that's like, is it violin or fiddle music that you hear? I think it's like a... I always think it's got an Italian-style beat to it. I can't remember. I'll yeah. talk to you about it after the show, but yes. I think I've got something yeah. you could use to bring it up with yeah. every time, for the long, each time that you do a stream, mate. Yeah. Nice talking talking back to uh, to subs. Uh, nice to see Mendy getting some minutes. Yeah, it was. It was kind of nice uh, to see mm. him getting some some minutes out there. Um, it's it, and it was nice. It was it was just very straightforward. Uh, it was straightforward swap. It wasn't a case of dragging a Dewsbury Hall off or someone like that to go to two defensive midfielders. Yeah. But again, you know, you know, managers do say they're always learning on the job. Or maybe, maybe Rogers is one of the subscribers to this channel because ever since we started mentioning not stop bringing on defensive minor subs, he's uh, he's he stopped doing it unless it's a like for like. So uh, he always yeah, asks for a transcript of this show for you, especially for your tactics board. Yeah, I noticed he's taking them on board as well. I noticed yeah. they're happening. So you know, I'm I'm starting yeah. to think, you know, Rogers, just just uh, give me a job, mate. I'll take it. Yeah. Anthony's kind of liking the, the new feature. I am going to have to definitely do an intro for it. I'm going to just write that down, Spurs intro. Um, I think we could make it a regular part of the show, don't you? I see. Why yeah. not? Why not? Um, Jeff, uh, last couple of games, we felt Brendan's substitutions have changed, but we won both. Exactly. You know, I mean, we can sit here. We don't get paid the big bucks to make these decisions, but we don't get sacked or, or moaned about in the press if they go wrong. So, you know, and we give him praise when he gets it right. You know, like I say, we, we're doing well. Pretty, you know, Wolves aren't doing us any favours against Palace, but, you know, hey-ho, there we go. Um, well, I mean, technically they are. If you look at that league table, given the situation it's in, you, if you look at where Leicester are probably looking to hopefully make a like dash and achieve things, it's... It's probably not a bad result for Leicester seeing Wolves Wolves lose, is it? Because it, it means we've gained some points on them. So, I don't know, maybe the long long run, that's that's not a bad yeah. result so far. We've gone down to 12th, so in the space... I, I, yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know well. that, that, that way it's, it's bad. But if you look at it in terms of, you know, there's four or five teams now on 33, uh, you know, on 33 points. Yeah. And you look at where Wolves are, I and mean, you look at the game in hand situation. I know games and points on the board over games in hand. I'm a big advocate of it, but you do yeah. start to feel a bit more positive about them games in hand when you win two on the bounce, don't you? You look at that, and it seems, you know, it's yeah. obviously it's a, it's a lot of hard work out of Leicester, and they still have to have a very incredible end to the season. But you start looking at a result like that and thinking, well, you know, all right, I'll I'll, I'll yeah. take that. Right now, yeah, it, it is funny because we, like you say, you've got Palace on 33, Villa on 33, Leicester on 33, 
and Brighton on 33. And Dan, you must be happy because at the moment, I know Everton aren't playing till Monday night, but you are out to the bottom, um, out the bottom three on goal difference. Um, goal difference kings, you'll never sing that. That's what they'll be singing when they win it. When <laughs> it's they only three, actually. It's tighter than it looks, actually, because there's only a Burnley a minus 10 at the moment, Everton a minus 13. Um, but anyway, we'll see how that goes. Goals. Barnes is yep. back, you know. Um, like you say, Nacho got the assist. Did you, did you see the goal? Yes, yes, I did. Talk us through it. I mean, it, it looked to be a really good move. Yeah, it was. And it was something that Leicester seemed to try and spring more in that second half. And it, it's funny, it came about from the changes. I think Leicester felt the need to up the tempo a little bit. Um, I, do, I I look at the timing of the chain three in Acho and think that was probably more to do with the way Brendan was wording his return to the team. Mm. He obviously was very eager to play against Burnley, so Brendan opened that door for him to get some minutes, and boy, did he take advantage of him. I think the plan was probably always, we were always going to see about an hour-ish of Bardi. So it was, it was obviously something mm. Leicester clearly worked on to expect to get 30 minutes or so of Leicester playing a different style and it was Leicester-esque wasn't it because they just got the ball in early the, the, the player just took the ball in his stride turned it laid it off got his head down got in the box 1-2 with Barnes four goals in in the last four meetings against Leeds Harvey Barnes has scored and he just he, he just enjoyed it he just he, he just enjoyed it. He, you know, he looked good mm. and it was a good goal. It was Barnes-esque, wasn't it? It was Harvey Barnes doing Harvey yeah. Barnes things. Nine times out of ten, we see him cutting from that left-hand side of the box. You're thinking, that's a goal. And, it, and he bends it in beautifully. And, yeah. it, you know, and, and then Leicester did the rest of the job they needed to do for that um, yeah. last 20 minutes, which was not just see the win out, uh, but make sure that Leeds, you know, I think objective number one today, like you said, would have probably taken nil-nil if we're being honest as well. I think that was the biggest plus for the game. Objective number one, make sure Leeds stay at nil. And they did that. Indeed, indeed. Big Crom there says, Barnes, Luckman in the Salah, Mane, Rolls and Inacho in the Firmino roles shows Rogers' evolution as a manager. It's funny football, isn't it? Two weeks ago, we were all... Um, well, we weren't all, sorry. Uh, there was a, I, I certainly wasn't in the Rogers Out Brigade, but a lot of people were. And now, of course, a couple of wins later, we've just got to, we've got to give him that time. And I think, knowing that we're going to be losing Tillemans, it's the other players that we've got to try and tie down to contracts, like the Barnes, you know. Uh, Ricardo's obviously signed. Uh, if we can get all those signed and make, you know, if get a few players in from the Tillemans money, the future's looking bright again, Brad. Yeah, it is. And again, it's something we've already touched on that. Yes, obviously, Leicester would probably need to find a third midfielder in terms of more recruited and backup because obviously, there's still, mm. unless something happens, it's going to be, you know, Madison, Dewsbury Hall are going to be that pairing in the middle alongside. Uh, indeedy for next season uh, but yeah you you look at that as a whole and you think if you tie that Lutman deal up you know I'm a big fan of Lutman yeah. uh, we've got a very diverse team all of a sudden as well as good quality on the pitch and on the bench which is something that Leicester 
had been lacking in. You know, we remember at the start of the season, maybe towards the end of the season when, when Leicester were doing a, a Leicester job, as everybody was calling it, you know, falling from fourth to fifth like it was the world's greatest failure in football and history, like making European football and unlike certain Arsenal and Tottenham teams, um, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, Leicester fans probably got into a point where they were saying, Maybe this is going to be a season where we get it the, the wrong way round. We have a poor first half and then have a good end to the second half. And, and again, I know this is just two wins on the bounce, but it's something we haven't managed at all this yes. season. Yes. So it is a lot bigger and, it, it, and that'll bring more of a confidence than that'll give the lads more of a confidence going forward into the next couple of games than, say, uh, a 3-2 win or a scrappy 2-1 mm. win where, where we leave it late or Leeds get a late goal and we're defending at six of the sevens like we, like we were before. You know, you know, yeah. even in the Wolves game, which was a much better performance, we were defending a bit scrappy. And, mm. you know, we'd only just started to see, the, the you know, the hoof ball, as they call it, come back into Leicester's defending. Instead of trying to be neat and fancy with it, which was ironically pleasing on the eye. But, yeah, it's just one of them now where we've just got to keep it going. It's got to keep looking good. And and maybe we do get what we asked for. We get a better end to the second half of the season. We make a push for Europe. You know, and the guys were saying, on oh, Leicester... Uh, LCFC Radio, which I had on a, at some point for my commentary, um, they were saying, you know, it, it might sound ridiculous, but the overall confidence that Leicester would have gained as a whole for them two games, and you almost felt the the way the fans celebrated the full-time whistle, you felt the, the weight off the fans' sh- shoulders, like they could actually enjoy a game maybe on Thursday night or against Arsenal a bit more than the nerves yeah. allowed. And if they do that, and then all of a sudden you start thinking, well, you beat Wrens, Maybe, yeah. and then you go and beat Arsenal. You start looking at things a whole different level. Well, maybe we can actually win this conference league. Maybe we can sneak into seventh place if we keep a run going. And and it just shows how quickly an atmosphere in the club can completely yeah. change. And we, we do, it does change around. Sorry to interrupt. It just it does change around very quickly. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, a, f- a few wins. Europe is not out of the um, realms of possibility at all. Uh, Scott says, I have a good feeling we won't sign Luckman after what Rogers said. I have you news, news to me on that one. Apparently, Chelsea have just scored, according to Jeff. So, uh, now you know, I was very, I was very critical with these sort of figures when we played um, uh, Randers, uh, the fact of how many shots they had. And you also said if a better side played against us like that, they'd win it. I did. I did. And I think if a better side than Leeds, <laughs> no, if a better side than Leeds had played against us today. Oh, no, no, no. Um, See, you're up in the stakes now. You're up in the stakes now. So we've got the ball up to Leeds United standards of football. Okay. So we've gone from randomness of the. I think you're going to admit that Leeds is not a team that. All right, they've got a new manager. Uh, bounce and whatever. No, but I understand. Know, where they, they from. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, and I take it on the chin. But yeah, I mean, Leeds step up from Randers, but they're not. They're not a Chelsea and what have you. We no. were. If you did that against a Chelsea or a Man City or a Liverpool, it it. We, yeah, we would. We wouldn't have won it. But having said that. Was that in Rogers' mind? Was that in Rogers' game plan? Let them have the ball, hit them on the break because. That's what we virtually did. I mean, again, you you have to assume that that yeah, you know, Rogers did as much homework as he as physically possible in them three or four days that they would have been able to train 
on the mm. uh, uh, and prepare for today's game. Maybe not even that, but you know, and and saw that maybe they'd take a different approach, and and, and that it wouldn't be what Leeds fans and the Premier League's accustomed to with Leeds, which was that send it long, get it up the pitch, sort of. It was more, it, it wasn't like that under BL suit. We were very direct by Leeds, and Leeds did try to, you know, pick at that Achilles heel of Leicester's defence, mm. where although Leicester hadn't been conceding goals from it too much. In recent times, there was still that susceptibility in the mindset, maybe, of fans and, and players alike. That um, yeah, that no, I mean, uh, yes, there yeah. only only one stats matter: goal scored. Totally, hundred exactly. percent, it is. Um, but then again, it's part of the game, and you know, opt to make a lot of money off providing stats. So they are good to look at sometimes. But the main one, obviously, is that one that I have at the bottom of the screen there that says one nil. Uh, to Leicester. Burnley back in the bottom three. Sorry, guys. Um, but uh, uh, that didn't last Brentford long. Brentford did have it? a penalty as well, by the way. Who? Brentford have a penalty. Okay, looking at that performance, and I know you've seen it because um, you've retweeted it, but Alan Bennett's, um, I remembered his name this week, Alan Bennett's uh, match stats, which he does basically. Straight after, straight after the the game. So you know, and and he's at the game, so he sees more than we do on the telly. Um, but he gave man of the match to to to, to Harvey Barnes, which I kind of let me just move that out of the way, which I kind of guess I, I, I could see that coming. Um, but I think he had a good game. Definitely had a good game. Uh, eight for the manager, seven for the team. Thoughts on that? Brad? Yeah, I think I think he got it right. Um, the man of the match, you could probably argue, because he did have to make some vital saves, was Casper Schmeichel. I think as as reliant as our defence was, I mean, so you and Daniel Marty have to be in that mm. talking point. They they made some vital block, blocks uh, in 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 that game, and when Leeds were pressing for that goal, that opening goal. But the yeah. manager definitely deserves the credit he's got in terms of the eight. I think he got it very spot on. You know, ever yeah. since Brendan's yeah. been here, he's had his question his lineup at some point. But um, it proved dividends to work today. And, and the way Leicester went through the gears was probably what won them the game in the end. I think turning that that pace on in the second half, ironically, um, by having Kelly and actually come on for. You know, Vardy might sound a bit strange, but Lukman coming on and giving us that impetus on the right, um, and and Vardy and Vardy all Brighton dropping back to right back, so he was pressing that far, really helped Leicester, and and in the end that's what's hold, and and that's an important point. Uh, Villa three 0 up. Yeah, you know, I I love looking at how BB how the fans that vote on the BBC look at oh, their yeah. match ratings, and I think they agreed, and in fairness. Schmeichel, I think, won it on BT Sport as well. Chelsea yeah. two up again as well. Yeah, they've gone um, soon a lot. That's got work for him. Scott's just it's... said Schmeichel, man of the match for him. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and he got he got the most votes. Barnes got the second most. In fact, he was only point one behind Schmeichel. Uh, Vardy was up there again, blue tinted spectacle time. I don't think he had a particularly good game. Uh, Inacho. Uh, who was up there, but, you know, we were just saying then about Amati. I mean, Schmeichel was man of the match with um, 7.26 well, on the Leicester team. Um, 
Uh, where are we? Marty got oh, five. Villa eight all one. all. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I say. Um, uh, where was it? Marty got five point eight one. So yeah, it's a <laughs> that's a bit low. weird. But apparently, overall on the BBC, the overall man of the match was David Daniel James. It's what? Uh, Sorry, I didn't hear that. Daniel James was the BBC viewers' overall man of the match. I. Uh, well, what? What? What did Daniel James really do? Nothing. He he, he cut through the defence a few times, but he was their main striker. He uh, did. Yeah, I'm score. just. I'm just. I'm just a bit. I'm just a bit baffled. I want to say by that man of the match because but I think it's the fact that Leeds probably have more supporters watching. Or completing that BBC thing than possibly Leicester do. Possibly, I mean, another thing to look at it, and again, this is this is why I always kind of grimace when I see stats, even when it's good stats for Leicester. I kind of go, meh. I can argue both sides, but I actually saw the big breakdown of the stats. Um, Fucking Villa four, Southampton nil. Sorry. Yes. Yes. But. Um, yeah, uh, it's the fact is, if you yes, you could argue Leeds had more shots and whatnot, but again, they didn't have many more on target, by my knowledge, and we actually still had more touches of the ball. So even though it might look like Leeds were all over Leicester and Leicester smashed and grabbed, a it really wasn't that, especially the way the the, the first half was end to end and like a basketball game in that sense, but also. And uh, Burnley are 3 0 down now, yeah, yeah. It's all going um, a, a bit tits but, up, um, over yeah. I, I don't think it was actually a game that reflects the, the, the top line of stats that everybody seems to just jump to and look at and go, Oh, we should surely that was a, a, a smash mm. and grab. Yes, Brighton. Sorry, I just saw Brighton have scored. Um, that's no, no. bias at all, no, no bias no, no, at all, no bias there, no bias at all in that. Um, um, but um, mo- moving on, then um, we're going to have your uh, Brad's board. Oh, Brad's going to have another penalty, I think. Sorry, we're going to have we're going to have Brad's board in a minute. Um, yes, we're gonna we are. We're going to have to keep it short because we've had some long answers today, so we can keep it short. But moving on, go and get it ready, sir, and we will we will introduce it, <laughs> and we'll be back with it. We will be back with it straight after. I press the right button, which will be this one. Yeah, please do subscribe if you can. Uh, it really does help us out. Um, and uh, Potter now Brad's favourite manager, Jeff. Yeah, we, we, we've seen that. Uh that has happened. Uh, Scott says Amati seems to be playing better as a sweeper. He, he's just he's just amazing at the moment this season. Anyway, Brad, a couple of minutes over to you, and here we have a look. As a, if only Sky could do this. I know, right? I, I do like to uh, try and up the standards of these things. So you know, this this season has been a lot of my tactic board to see me talk about a very brittle and very 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 fragile defense but today i want to talk about our our attacking line and more importantly the way leicester city 
changed their mantra to deal with Leeds throughout the night 90 minutes. And what it sort of did is, in a way, unfortunately for, for, for Vardy, is it kind of isolated him a bit. Because the most notable thing that you may have noticed in the first half was obviously that, um, that, that obviously this side of the area, the right side, was always going to be an area of weakness in a defensive point from, from a Leicester's perspective. And given the players that Leeds had um, attacking that side, it was an area of concern, not in the distrust of of, um, of uh, Chowdhury's inability at right-back or experience, lack of experience as a right-back. It, it, it was more that than it was the, the, the personnel that played right-back. Because, of, you know, Hamza Chowdhury, when performing this season for Leicester, performed very well. Uh, I think a few times he may have got caught out a bit. But with defensive-minded line of... Um, of of Albrighton and the way he plays, you know, some killer passes trying to get in behind that defensive line of any you know of any team that we come up against when he plays as the right mid or the right wing back. So you know that was probably where Leicester were trying to catch him because that was the high defensive line there that Leeds were holding. It was probably just short of the halfway line. But what it kind of meant was is Leicester were a bit restricted to where they were, like I said earlier, a bit obvious as to where they were attacking. Because there's, because this is probably about as far on more occasions that, you know, that all Brighton was in line with um, a press along with Luke Thomas. Whereas Harvey Barnes, who was forced to stay out wide so Leicester could try and spread it, kind of meant that there was probably a big, big gap between himself and Vardy. And normally, normally what, what you know, what is asked of and, and what Harvey Barnes likes to be able to do is when Leicester are on that press, is he likes to be able to operate that line of coming inside a bit more, to be, to be a bit closer to the attacking striker, whether that's Vardy in actual or Dakar this season, which we've seen a mix of. Um and, and, and help get him behind that back line, and and that and that maybe freed up the midfielders to push in. But with with the defensive mind and, and the way all Bryson tends to get the ball into the box a bit more uh, from deeper areas and Leicester, it, it, it left us a bit stretched. But it also meant that if Leeds did play any any defensive balls in between, which is where Le- Le- you know Leeds try to attack with more direct through the middle passing. And obviously their area of strength was down that right, trying to attack the fact that we had an, an, an inexperienced right back in Hamza Chowdhury there. But what that what that actually allowed Leicester to do is is yes, Leeds got in behind a few times and, and they hit they did have some very good chances, which people may argue uh, that obviously better quality would have got in front and taken them chances. But again, I would retort that with you can only play what's in front of you. But what that allowed for Leicester to do, and I will just mark this up quickly, is it allowed our defensive side to kind of hold that four and watch the runs either side of them and deal with any direct passage of ball, or even even if it was more deeper and a half, any balls that were potentially knocked in behind the back line, because they already had a defensive structure with Mark Albright and not being as adventurous as, as a Lutman or a Pereira is, he was more times than not already in that defensive recovery position. So even though Leicester were holding their high, even if Leicester were holding a high defensive line, 
any balls in behind or any balls straight through the middle were a lot more easier for Leicester to actually deal with. And that's something that was quite pleasing and up front. But I'll just quickly end with the goal, which I thought was very good. And, you know, probably since his tenure, me and Chris, uh, respectively, have both sat there and questioned the line of questioning an Albright and at left back, questioning uh, Ricardo Pereira as a centre midfielder or something daft like that, because God knows what he's done when he's put some teams together sometimes. But they've always, more times than not, I would say, they've come out better in it and they've seemed to work. And this is where Leicester made the, the most influential change of the half. It was the two substitutions, first of all. It was uh, Lutman coming on for Albrighton. And it was actually, strangely enough, Ian actually coming on for Vardy. Something we've not really said this season being so impactful, but it was in terms of the goals. Because not only are Lukeman and obviously Harvey Barnes more direct uh, forward-playing strikers that like to get in line or as close to Vardy as humanly possible, but what that actually allowed Leicester to do was keep someone very central, keep that, you know, taking the breakout situation when Leicester are just trying to build and these players aren't ahead of play, it forced Leeds back. It forced their high line back because Ian actually was holding it not as deep as where Vardy would be. Normally, so Vardy probably pushing it right back and, you know, just sitting behind the defence and then get himself back on side so he can turn and go at them. But it forced Leeds to drop their high line just a smidge and it was very pivotal in the goal because when Leicester did break away, you actually saw the situation where Barnes and the other wide player, Lukeman, and I'll get rid of this high line, were actually, instead of like a Madison who wasn't available today, obviously being saved hopefully for Renz on Thursday, wasn't available, is he took that role really well. And it meant that Leicester didn't have Jamie Vardy there, like some people may have liked seeing them both play. But it also allowed us, because, because he was already on a high press and he was able to roll the defenders to lay the ball off to Harvey Barnes, it was the easier option uh, and probably more in his eyesight. But what it did allow, and then even though you didn't really see it in the goal because it wasn't really necessary with the way they linked up, is it then meant that while he was playing the ball into a barns that was open, Ian Atcher was then able to accelerate and get himself ahead mm. of the play so that they were able to then do the little link up, the nice little triangle pass, and the ball ended up in the net. And that's actually where the goal came from, a different different approach. Instead of trying to make Ian Atcher play like he's Jamie Vardy, they actually yeah. used Ian Acho to his strengths. And weirdly enough, Chris, despite the raised eyebrows at the substitution, it was a great tactical change by Brendan as well as personnel. And that's well, why Leicester, mate, really won today's day. Thank you very much. That's why sort of Brendan is a football manager and I'm just sat here doing a little YouTube yeah. and that's, that, you know. and This is why I'm poor, because I should be demanding yeah. about 40 grand a week off Brendan Rogers for these free taxes he's doing. Yeah. Marty says my player of the season so far. Uh B Crom Mendy was solid, deserves some praise. Did nothing wrong. Did nothing yeah, wrong. Came on came off, off, you know. Um and I'm gonna say apparently now uh Norwich are well you you're just bottom Norwich and we're gonna have a quick break and we'll come back and look at those fixtures that are coming up. But I think it's time to have a laugh at Norwich, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I'm 
Wow. I am not going to say anything about no. that video. No. I'm just going to leave that there for people to just... All I can say is that that is where Dan got the idea to eat in the corner. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. what she was doing. Um, oh, no, we have a goal back. Oh, I mean, see, I, I deed them up there. Uh, Jeff says, thanks for your technical analysis. Always interesting. I'm beginning to understand. I'm glad you called on board. Bring it to me, Jeff. <laughs> joking apart, joking apart. Anyway, coming up, I mean, we'll, we will end on this now. I mean, if you look at our fixtures for the, sort of the rest of March, we've got Arsenal away next week, uh, Rennes away midweek, then Brentford at home. Then into April, it's Man United, Palace, Newcastle, Villa, Spurs, all sort of... Spurs towards the end. But like I said earlier, none of those we should... You know, you're not talking about a Man United, a Chelsea, a Liverpool, Man City in a run, you know. So yeah. there's an opportunity that, you know, if we struggle against some of the bigger teams, we have got a... I don't know, it's... You know, I'm not being disrespectful. I know it's not done on paper, but you would hope that we've got a uh, a chance to make amends uh, with the following match. Um, I mean, how do you see that running? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it it's always looked on in a, in a more positive or negative light, depending on how you're doing. And all of a sudden, Leicester are probably looking at run and going, well, we got our first one at the Emirates for about 40 years last season. And Arsenal mm. are susceptible. So, that, that, you know, there's no reason we can't go to Arsenal and, and, and get a positive result. And then mm. you look at, you know, in, in between that, you've got, um, you know, you've got, uh, you've got, uh, oh, I forgot, forgot the fixtures, but then, you know, you've got like a Newcastle Villa sort yeah. of period where yeah. you're, you know, not, not you know, Newcastle, right, they're, they're looking at a different team, um, right now at the moment. Um, but again, you feel that if you go into that game in confidence, you know, they're not all away from home as well. So you're going to have that bounce as well. And and it's a different approach for teams when it um, when it comes to it. And if Leicester, come, like I said, Leicester come out of Rennes for, say, like, I don't care if it's a 1-0 win, a 2-1 win, or a 0-0 yeah. a, 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 a draw... You know, positive result, positive result at first. And if they suddenly follow that up and then they go, well, hold on a minute, now Leicester are unbeaten before, they'll go into the Arsenal game. And if they can then yes. nick a win at Arsenal, it's not a bad game to go into. It gets worse for Norwich because the goal they scored didn't count from VAR. Ah. Talking of Norwich, yeah. that's one of the games we've actually got um, to be confirmed. We're also our first game against Everton and, of course, the Chelsea one. So those are three games. But, I mean... In May, our last three our last three fixtures, as it stands at the moment, I mean, they may be added on more, depending on when those three games are going to be fitted in. Um, we're at home to Everton. We host who could, you know, they could be fighting for their lives still. We then travel to Watford, who could, all, could be I imagine if they're down, they'll be down by that stage, Watford. And that's never a good thing, because once the team's down, they're playing with the shackles off. And we end up with a home match against Southampton, who that could be a battle for a Europa Conference place. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're still talking. We still got to remember that's still a long way off in terms of in terms of games to play before that. But then you could be going into that situation where then you're looking at 
who Wolves have got in that last three. And you'll probably then, you know, I don't know who Wolves have got, if you want to maybe quickly check up their last three games. But I'm, I, I'm looking at Wolves as a target team. You mm. might then look at theirs and then maybe they've got a Chelsea or a Man City or something like that. Again, depending on where their season's at, you might look at them thinking, well, hold on, now the impetus is with Leicester. But that's a long way That's a long way off. But if you're looking at the hypothetical, yeah. if Leicester do turn this season around and get into that situation where, um, where, where you know, where um, they're in a shout of getting into Europe or maybe they've just snuck in the back door of Europe. Yeah. And of course... You know, lo and behold, don't want to get too carried away, but maybe also they're eyeing up a European final. Yeah, uh, Leicester would Leicester would love to do both in that scenario. So it it all depends where we are at that yeah. point. We could have yeah. just and, as much and, to know about as the next um, team that we're playing that week. Apparently, four to Chelsea now, and we are. I mean, normally, uh, the point I was I was trying to get across is obviously normally we actually end up playing a Man United. Uh, Chelsea, so it's not too bad. Wolves actually, their last game is away to Liverpool. Um, so now you're going to go down to the wire. No, I mean you could actually be looking at the presentation match there, so they could well be up for it. The week before that, they entertain Norwich. Um, The week before that, they're away to Chelsea. Before that, they host so, Brighton. So they're a bit like us, up, down, yeah. down with the teams, you know. But yeah. um, well, yeah, they, yeah. they've probably got a harder running. I'd look at that and say, mm. if Leicester get into a position where Wolves are, I wouldn't like to be too far out of it. If they're, if they're yeah. in the realms of catchable, like maybe one or two points behind, you would yeah. you would look at them fixture list as a neutral and say, well, the impetus is with Leicester to go and nick that last European spot. Um, if they win all their games, and you'd fancy Leicester to do that more than you would Wolves yeah. looking at them fixtures. And it's still good the fact that I'm looking at the table, and I say the table's a bit of a waste of time at the moment because everybody's played a different amount of games, but we have got games on everybody around us, and that's the important thing. I don't care yeah. about having I don't care about having, you know, we've got games to play but over Man City. I don't care if we've got them over over Norwich, it's you know when you've got games in hand on the teams around you, that is the important thing. Brad, yeah, thank you so much for today. It's been great. Two wins on the trot we've had to talk about. Dare I, know, I right? say, I know. Dare I say we could make it three on Thursday? Well, it'd be making it four in all competitions, but yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? It'd be nice yeah. to, to make that consistency and keep it going. Yeah. And yeah, again, it would completely change the reflection around Leicester if Leicester suddenly. Go into the Arsenal game, um, suddenly going on an unbeaten run. It'd be nice. So let's hope we are talking about another big win. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. At Fox's Focus is where people can find you. Um, and yep. I know you're all over different channels uh, on here helping out. You're always on mine, so which is I'm always grateful for. Thank you very much. And you can be found on other people's channels as well. Mate, thank you very much. Um, I will no see you uh, obviously next week. All the best and uh, up the foxes. Yeah, two clean sheets. Two clean sheets. Thanks very much, mate. Take care. Take care, mate. Cheers. So as we go into the uh, last few minutes here, so we've got Villa four 0 up at Southampton. Chelsea four 0 up at Burnley. Oh, Dan, Danny, Danny boy, oh, Danny boy. Uh, Newcastle are still holding on at Brighton. Um, it's been interesting if Brighton can get anything from that. Brentford have gone for Norwich. Oh, they haven't gone for Norwich. They've gone for them in a good way because Brentford are winning three 0 
and Palace are currently leading at Wolves. And can I just say that is me buggered in the prediction league this week. <laughs> so, hey, it was all going to come to an end at some point, wasn't it? Hey, thanks so much. Thanks to Jeff. Thanks to Crom Scott uh, in, in, in the chat. It was great having you on. Thank you very much for joining us. Anthony, I'll see you next week for the uh, watch along. Looking forward to that. Jordan, thanks for popping in. Uh, Dan, who I'm sure is well, obviously he's off watching the match. He might be off having another hot chilli challenge to, to try and forget the match <laughs> for popping on. Uh, Anthony Herbert, cyber leader. Uh, Luckman and uh, Maisie Devils United. Louise, thanks for popping on. Look forward to seeing you next week if uh, we can get that arranged. Um, so, when am I back? I am back from outer space. Just turn around now without that look upon your face. At 7 o'clock, and we'll be having a review. And it's always good. The opposition reviews are always good <coughs> when we've won. So I will be doing it with KO92 on Twitter, which is a Leeds fan. Looking forward to that. And um, fingers crossed uh, that he's still going to be able to turn up. And 9 o'clock on Monday, it's the big one. It's the big one. We have got Craig is taking on Dan in the big fat football quiz too. And you know, you know my quizzes... Well, the big and fat is me. The football link is a very, very tenuous. <laughs> Go and enjoy match of the day. Enjoy tomorrow. Put the feet up. Get the beer in. Uh, have a roast. Whatever you do. Enjoy the weekend because Leicester, are we back? Can I say that? Enjoy yourselves. But whatever you do, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Don't forget that. <laughs> Good night. Thanks for watching and listening if you're listening on Catch Up. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.